Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. I woke up to the morning sky first. Oh, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am, you had better... You better get him up. Get him going. It is Thursday on Hook Him Up with Ian Rod B, and it's going to be a busy one. What an historic day it was yesterday. Two of the greatest to ever do it. As far as coaching the game of football, stepped aside voluntarily, and uh, the ripple effects could be tremendous, and we'll certainly talk about them over the next five hours. Our five-hour morning-by-morning conversation begins right now. We appreciate you being there here on Hook Him Up with Ian Rod B, however you find us. On a morning-by-morning basis. Could be 1019 on the FM dial, AM 1260, of course. Also streaming digitally where the numbers continue to uh, rise. And we appreciate you doing that, sharing the Horn app and telling folks about the Horn app. So easy to use. Download it to your smartphone. Touch of a button. You're listening to uh, this show and all the shows here on the Horn. So easy to do at the uh, at hornfm.com as well. If you're listening across uh, the 512, across the great state and all over the world on uh, hornfm.com or our Horn app, we appreciate you being there to launch this the 11th of January. There'll be a lot to talk about. Uh, NFL playoffs are on tap. Wild card weekend now two days out. Uh, but yesterday was uh, one for the books as far as historic news and ripple effect news in college and pro football. We will talk about it all morning long here on Hook 'Em Up with Ian Rod P. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Appreciate you being there, however you're finding us. And look who it is, rolling in here right on time and ready to roll uh, to shut down his side of the show for the next five hours. He is our shutdown corner out of the 713 and DB High down in Houston, Texas. Also, DBU right here in the 512, a lifetime Longhorn, four years in the National Football League, now 16 great years, uh, doing great media and radio here in Austin, Texas and beyond. Uh, he is Black Stradamus. He is our football fan. And had a lot of strong opinions today, I'm sure. Also, the proud pop of Baby Monroe. Uh, he is Rod Babers. What's up, RB? What a day yesterday, man. Yeah, it was one of World those days. Win. Yeah, I mean, actually, our, our job is pretty easy today. You know, <laughs> not much prep that needs to be done. Uh, just got a couple, a few main topics, but they are huge blockbuster uh, headlines in all of uh, really sports. It doesn't matter just college sports, but you talk about the shockwaves and the butterfly effect of Nick Saban, the GOAT, stepping down, uh, Pete Carroll. Being, being, we thought the Mike Vrabel thing was a surprise, and then the Pete Carroll thing, I think it pretty much uh, just really uh, was eye-popping, mind-blowing for everybody. He, I mean, it, it makes sense now in retrospect. He was he's 72, both of these guys. Nick Saban and Pete Carroll, same, same age. age. Same age. Same, same age, uh, 72 years old. So And both uh, look look uh, 10 years younger. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they <laughs> Both do. look like they can still go no doubt, no for doubt quite a that. while. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll break it down, of course. But the Bo Davis news, they kind of hit the back Bo burner. Bo Davis, too. Hit the back burner after the Nick Saban news hit because, uh, of course, that shock waves were felt here in Austin. So we'll get to it. We'll talk about it before we get started because I know uh, you're ready to get started. Let's uh, let's show some love to those who serve our society. It is built on the selflessness of service. So we appreciate all those who are up early uh, putting in the hard work, whether it be God, country, or community that you serve. Uh, we appreciate you, the uh, the soldiers, the first responders, the uh, the teachers, the nurses, the uh, everyone. We can't name you all, but just want you to know uh, this morning and every morning uh, we appreciate you. Thank yeah. you. Early this week was uh, National First Responders Day, so we appreciate you. I heard actually heard a, you know, a siren going past the house this morning hey. here at our horn at our horn uh, Onion Creek compound headquarters, and uh, um, somebody up and after Apparently. it and yeah. helping somebody out there. We appreciate you doing that. However, you serve our community, it is uh, a lot of ways to serve. That's for sure, and we appreciate those who do each and every morning as we crank this thing up uh, on this Thursday. It's gonna be a very busy one. Obviously, let's start for those who uh, maybe were sleeping under a rock yesterday or were very busy and didn't catch all the top <laughs> news. Let's get you caught up on it and uh, we'll go from there. Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bring you the top stories, and oh boy, boy howdy, there were several of them yesterday. Start with the seismic shift to the college football landscape as legendary Alabama head coach Nick Saban informed his players at a team meeting yesterday afternoon that he is retiring after winning 201 games and six national championships during his 17-year tenure in Tuscaloosa. Ending one of the great sports dynasties, Saban, of course, won seven national championships overall. 72-year-old's decision to walk away is a bombshell to the early offseason here in January. The discussion of who will replace him at Alabama began immediately. ESPN's Pete Thamel reported yesterday that with no likely internal replacements on hand, Oregon's Dan Lanning, Kalen DeBoer at Washington, Clemson's Dabo Swinney, and Mike Norvell at Florida State are the immediate front runners, according to Thamel. Uh, all come with complications and big buyouts, so we will see. This news, along with the belief of many that Michigan's Jim Harbaugh could be headed to the NFL, has programs coast-to-coast on guard in the ever-changing landscape of college football. Also yesterday, as Rod mentioned, a major jolt to Texas football. Official word from Baton Rouge. 
that Bo Davis is headed back home. Less than a week after reports emerged that the Longhorns' outstanding defensive line coach was expected to remain in Austin and on the Texas staff, LSU came back with a sweetened offer. And late yesterday, the Tigers announced they have hired Davis for the same position in Baton Rouge. LSU is where Davis got his start playing for the Tigers, as well as coaching for them on two occasions. He earned all SEC honors in 1992 as an LSU player. His departure leaves a major hole on Steve Sarkeesian's defensive staff. A search for his replacement is underway. Bombshells and the news there not isolated to college football yesterday. Big news from Seattle. Pete Carroll announced that he has agreed to step down as the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. He will remain with the franchise as an advisor. Carroll said he fought to remain the team's head coach until he and ownership agreed to, quote, made sense for him to step aside. 72-year-olds won more than 60% of his games since taking the reins in Seattle in 2010, led the Seahawks to a win in Super Bowl 48, and, of course, a fateful goal line decision from going back-to-back in Super Bowl 49. Seattle becomes the seventh head coaching vacancy this offseason cycle. Basketball last night, college hoops with Moody and the mood. That's where 10th-ranked Texas, the women, improved to 16-1 on the year. 3-1 in Big 12 play to beat TCU, 72-60. The super frosh, Madison Booker, led the way again. 21 points, also added seven rebounds and six assists. NBA, Victor Wembanyama posted his first career triple-double. 16 points, 12 boards, 10 assists. Lead the Spurs to a 130-108 victory of the Detroit Pistons in the, meeting of the le- in the meeting of the league's two worst teams. How about a meeting of the league's two best teams last night? Jason Tatum scored 30, uh, 45. Jalen Brown added 35 to lead Boston past Minnesota, 127-120 in overtime in a matchup of the two conference leaders. Horror headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. A new year and a new store. Come see our new beauty location at 200 Trademark Drive to rent, buy, or repair any construction and lawn equipment you need. Topgun.net. We'll shoot you straight. All right, I'm not sure how this thing is going to play out. And now you're talking about multiple Blue Bloods potentially having vacancies if Jim Harbaugh does indeed go to the NFL. You have Michigan and and uh, Bama open in the same all-season coaching carousel cycle. Uh, we, I guess we had this a few years ago, a couple of years ago, when you had that USC, Notre Dame, yeah, and then LSU jumped into it because they got Brian Kelly, so Notre Dame. I guess you had those kind of openings, but, man, it's just rare. It didn't, of course, Oklahoma ended up with an opening as well. Uh, so, yeah, I the mean, shockwaves of that, though, I mean, we remember it, and it's going to – I think you'll have shockwaves well, even bigger than that. 100, 100%, 100%. <laughs> and, uh, you know, well, certainly, because I, I immediately – my phone blew up. I'm sure yours did too, Rod. Is Sark, is Sark going to go to Alabama uh, was the question. I, my response is I don't think Sark will go to Alabama. I mean, I don't think he's even on many people's lists at this point. I, think I was never worried about that. I think Sark has built something really nice here. And yeah. obviously we know the, the NIL advantages at Texas. And, you know, Arch Manning's in the queue. O'Quinn Ewers at quarterback. There's a lot to like about what Sark has built. But, you know, he does have fond ties with Alabama – but at the same time, you know, I, I do think Oregon's Dan Lanning makes the most sense. We'll talk about it. It's going to say whatever happens, the, the butterfly effect, as you call it, the ripple effect, we'll, we'll, it's going to be felt for a while now, coast to coast, and certainly with the Jim Harbaugh decision pending. Let's also remember that as of now, the entire Alabama roster has 30 days to jump in the portal. They do. Uh, uh, that's now yeah. an NCAA rule if that's, Coach Leeser gets fired. But, but that's why the latest report is that Alabama, at least based on a 247, report, uh, 247 sports report that I saw, is that they're going to try to act in the next 72 hours to get this thing done because they understand it's a <laughs> fire sale right now, man. Every, every big program in the country is like, hold on, you telling me Alabama roster right now is up for grabs? Yeah. Like, any of those guys can hit the transfer report in the next 30 days? So they understand oh, they, the urgent the need to, to act. Yes, to act right now because if they even wait – I would say they let this thing go past a week. And we've already seen one of their uh, Ryan Williams, Ryan uh, Williams, five-star receiver. He hit the transfer portal, but they wait more than a week. Oh man, these guys are gonna start leaving because well, the truth is, a lot of these guys didn't come to play for Alabama. They came to play for Nick Saban. They came to play for the goat because the goat can make you promises that nobody else can. I can help you achieve your dreams. Yeah. You want to be some of the you want to be one of the best players in college football? I believe you can be that. That's why I'm recruiting you to my roster. I mean, his, you want to go to the NFL? I can do that. The guy's had 44 first round draft picks at Alabama. Yeah, his uh, resume is unmatched. I mean, exactly. I think he's the, think he's the greatest coach in, in college football history, certainly no of, of modern times. I mean, the resume speaks for itself. And I'm assuming, knowing who Nick Saban is uh, his athletic director and his leadership had a, had an awareness it, of it, this an inkling they had a hint of it, I mean, they, they weren't that's why they didn't act so quickly I think yeah they, I mean yeah I think that's right because your immediate thought is man you need to take your time on this you need to do due diligence find the right coach this is a really really hard job to film and you got to replace Nick Saban those were massive shoes obviously mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm assuming Nick Saban had informed his bosses. There's, there's hey, no way he left him off the drive. No, like I don't believe if that. If he was thinking about it, I believe when he started thinking. Now, Maybe coming back is, from Pasadena. I will say there is a report that he was interviewing assistants yesterday. 
and early in, in, the, in the day before that. But I will say this. I, I, the only reason I say this is because coaches do it all the time. They recruit. And then they end up leaving the next day. And it was like, hey, man, that guy was in my living room recruiting me. How did he end up taking the job? Coaches, and, uh, and I think a, whole, a lot of people are like this, their own task. I said this about Jim Harbaugh. Their own task, one task until they flip. Until it's a new task. Until that's a new task. They're task-oriented. And I think Jim Harbaugh was like that. I was like, why are you talking about spring football? I said, because he's, he's the head coach of Michigan. He's thinking about what are we going to do to make sure that we stay on track to be the best team in college football. And I think Nick Saban similarly was like, man, if I – I'm not sure. If I'm not made up my mind, I'm still the coach at Alabama. I still have tasks that I need to complete being the coach at Alabama. Correct. And, and yeah. the fact that, you know, again, I'm, this is my speculation. I'm sure I, I just believe he, his bosses knew before yesterday that this was that. coming down, which, you know, but you still have to act like it's normal because it never didn't get out. There wasn't a report of this. There wasn't a. Now, we'll say that, that, that Paul Feinbaum report that you brought up. Well, it, Paul was Feinbaum, like a, it was like a week ago. Yeah, and Paul he Feinbaum did. said he looked. He, he was in his opinion more than a report. He it said was, he, he was, looks like a guy that may resign or yeah. may be ready to retire. That's, what, guy, that's this guy that's been around the SEC for what sure. forty years now, so yeah. he knows. He he's knows. Got, he's got some hints. You know how that goes. E. You you heard something? He's like, all right, I can't I can't say that's a report, but all right, I'll just tell you this is my opinion. Yeah, yeah you, you've been or you've been in this yeah, industry yeah. long enough. I think yeah, that was Feinbaum did say it after the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I think uh, he, I think that came from someone that he knew and he was close to, and he said, "All right, you know, I'm putting it out there." But that's my opinion. That's my opinion. He looks like a guy that may be ready to retire. Which yeah. is kind of what he said uh, the morning after they lost to to uh, Michigan mm-hmm. in that uh, overtime Rose Bowl, and that will be the last game of Nick Saban. And wow. let's also say and we'll talk about it in a different way. But Pete Carroll. I mean, these are two of the greatest that ever have ever done it. I mean, Pete Carroll, as I said in the update, I mean, if not for the beast mode, Marshawn Lynch decision at the goal line, uh, and if not, I mean, Longhorn fans are glad he didn't. But uh, on the on the Mm. fourth and short. With Lendell White and uh, no Reggie Bush on the field, think about think about Pete Carroll's resume. If if they but it could be if they if they well, convert that been. first down yeah. and if they score a touchdown, he's the he's the greatest coach of all time. People are probably putting people are probably putting him ahead of Belichick, honestly. Yeah, because he would have gone three in a row in college football and then two in a row in the NFL <laughs> not a long time later. And it's like like and, and yeah, and, you're right. I mean that's, that's different pretty, stratosphere. Different stratosphere. Yeah, he's doing and the, it's two yeah. plays, two plays. Oh. All short yard, both short yardage plays oh. that um, you know keep oh, kid, e. probably the, the, the perspective of Pete Carroll. It's still a cr- tremendous resume. It's yeah. still a, an all-time resume, but it would be the greatest resume ever if if right. those two short yardage plays go his way. That's brutal. And uh, you know they're decisions that he probably stays up late thinking about. And there are a lot of people that <laughs> thought you know that was kind of the beginning of the decay of the, the Seattle Seahawks when he didn't do that. Those grown men. They, 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 they turned against him. Yeah. yeah, they started to turn against him. They started to – One of the say, great short yardage backs in the history of the NFL, <laughs> yeah. and you're throwing passes. Russell Lynch and Richard – yeah, Richard Sherman. They still talk about it to this day, yeah. and I believe that's when – because they thought uh, that it was some, I don't know, some conspiracy to get Russell Wilson, to give him the team. They wanted Russell Wilson to make that play, not Marshawn Lynch. So it would be him making the all-time great play, and then he would ascend to be – it would be his team. Remember, he was, that was like his third – what, third? They would have gone year? back to back. Back to back, and then they – oh, man. If and, they, the, just, and the Rose Bowl of 06, 05 season would have been three in a row at USC with that Trojan Army. And the, 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 the criticism there is that Reggie Bush, the Heisman Trophy winner, wasn't even on the field. <laughs> yeah. and, and after the game, Mac Brown was you – know, he was asked clearly, you know, what would have happened if they'd gone play action or done something – Oh, it would have been a touchdown. touchdown. <laughs> He'd still be running. We sold out, baby. <laughs> we sold out. We sold out. We sold out to stop that running we play. We and then, and when we didn't see Reggie Bush on like, the field, that helped. We knew. We were like, oh, <laughs> Reggie, what? Uh, uh, what? Did we miss count? Uh, if they had done anything but what they did. Who was Texas, that? Who they, was the they sold out. Was that Sark, the OC there? Yeah. <laughs> the connections to Texas with this whole thing are just. Oh, it, it's it, crazy. It really is. They're right, exactly. The, the beginning of this dynasty. The beginning of the, the dynasty well, Sark, for Saban. Sark has tentacles through both programs yeah, and with both coaches. He the, put out a nice uh, tweet or post about uh, the two goats. Now, and the truth is, this is why I wasn't worried about Sark going to Bama, because he had a chance to be the coaching waiting at Bama. He had a chance. And he's like, no, I'm good. He passed on it. Because they, they liked him so much when he was there that if he just stayed within the, the organization, stayed within the program long enough, there's a good chance that – He'd have been the coach there. And there's, if he really wants it, I'm sure he can still get it. If that's what he really, really wants, money won't be an object. Um, but even um, Joe Klatt talked about it earlier. Uh, he, he put out something via social media that, yeah, Batman wanted him. Batman wanted him to be the coach there in waiting. And he just, I don't say he passed on the opportunity, well, but he, he chose another opportunity. He could have stayed there long enough to watch Nick Saban retire, um, I believe, and stick around. 
but he didn't. He didn't. And he, he didn't jumped want to build oppor- something on his own. He jumped at this opportunity, and now yeah. three years in, he's on a good track and yeah. um, he doesn't he feel. He himself. And, I'm, and, and look, he's going to get a big raise. CDC, Crystal Conti's already talked about. A bigger raise uh, now. Bigger raise bigger now raise comes now. his way uh, for sure. <laughs> now, I'd also say on the Pete Carroll side of this thing, and you're right, we'll talk throughout the morning about the tentacles to Texas. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. All over the place. Um, and we know about the Nick Saban flirtation with Texas yeah. and when Mac Brown was on his oh, way out. Oh, man. Uh, that all went down. What could have been what there? What could have been and uh, what's come. Of course, you know, Nick Saban beating Mac Brown in that Rose Bowl in Pasadena when Colt McCoy got hurt was the beginning of the decline of Texas football. And uh, the beginning of the ascent. The beginning of the ascent of Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. And, and about halfway through it, uh, Nick Saban almost came to Texas, according to many. I believe that was true, too. So, uh, obviously, there's a lot to uh, to pick through here. Uh, layers of this onion that we'll talk about this morning. But to your point about Sark, and I'd say this for Cowboys fans, there's already a lot of reporting in Seattle that the number one replacement for Pete Carroll is Dan Quinn. That yes. Dan Quinn, the Makes architect sense. of the Legion of Boom, um, you know, with Pete Carroll still staying as an advisor or some type of role in that organization, that there's an opportunity to maybe – and look, that's a young ascending team in Seattle mm-hmm. uh, with good players. They've had two back-to-back really good drafts. And, uh, I, you know, the energy of someone like Dan Quinn yeah. could be a, uh, the exact of the fix. And when I hear Pete Carroll say that he fought to keep the job, but he then, it, then it made it. too much sense according to – after talking to ownership – they got to have a plan. I mean, they're, 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 what does too much sense mean? Uh, that, that there's something well, in the I works. I think be, being 72 years old is part of it, too. I yeah, mean, I, I, do. I'm not, I wanna be, I'm not an ageist here, by the way, because I'm getting older, too. Um, but when you're talking about basically they want to they wanna build for the future. They want to draft a quarterback. And when you're a GM, you essentially playing matchmaker. Yeah. You want to match up a quarterback and a head coach, and you want that pairing to flourish for about – Six to eight years. You got that five-year window, but you like all, if it's you know if they reach the pinnacle. Ideally, yeah. Yeah, if they reach the pinnacle, you like ideally what John Harbaugh's doing with Lamar Jackson right now. You like ideally for that to be the case. What Mike Tomlin did with Big Ben. That's what you want. Um, and it does, obviously, that's the most of the time the exception and not the rule. So, parent matching up right now, Pete Carroll with a young quarterback just doesn't make sense. You're gonna have to right. You at one point won't be there long to, enough. Yeah, at one point you'd have to reinvent that blueprint, and I don't think they want to do that. That's why they said they'd keep him around in an advisory role if he wanted to stay. And I don't know if he'll stay, but they'd keep him around in an advisory role if he wanted to stay. So I think they just – they're in the re- – they want to rebuild. And the Dan Quinn thing, the reason it makes so much sense, guys, in, 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 as a football theorist, I was thinking about this because John Schneider's a really smart uh, – General manager. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, they really came out of the chief. Russell Wilson divorce oh. smelling like a rose, man. man. They, they, they killed picks, that. His draft picks, E. They Even the mid-round that. ones. I mean, go look at all those great draft picks they got. Uh, they're loaded with a lot of talent right now. Uh, they just need a young quarterback to help kind of spark things. But you got to you're in the division where well, you got to go up against Sean McVay. Yeah. And Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. You got to go up against two, two of the two best. Elite, two elite coaches. Two of the best offensive minds. And they're both like 40 years old. <laughs> they're young and innovative. Yeah. And they just ain't coached their butts off. So Dan Quinn makes a lot of sense because he has uh, at one point had a chance to integrate his – philosophy with the Shanahan system so he actually knows it pretty well he knows it now but in his system I talked about this he is at the forefront of positionless football on defense and who's at the forefront of positionless football on offense Shanahan but Shanahan's on offense and he's on defense yeah so he's you're matching it yeah yes he actually is actually perfectly his defenses are perfectly constructed to to combat or to you know obviously to uh, match up against a Shanahan offense so I think that's maybe what he's thinking. Dan Quinn's my guy because I, I got to focus on defense. I, I can't try to outscore Shanahan and Sean McVay. I don't have the pieces. I don't have the offensive mind. I don't have the quarterback right now. Yeah, and obviously Pete Carroll, a defensive guy, and so would Dan Quinn be. And his, well, his defenses, they the last five out of his last six years, they have not been up to bar. I will say for, uh, for – Dan Quinn's on the cutting edge of defense. He is, 100%. 100%. Pete Carroll was on the cutting edge of defense. Which is why, it, you know, if you're listening to Pete Carroll, and it kind of makes sense. Okay, yeah, let's go get Dan, and then we can hire a young offensive mind and draft our quarterback. They didn't make the playoffs this year, so they're going to be drafting in the middle of the first round with an opportunity. So we'll, we'll talk how it affects the Cowboys. So there's ripple effects there, too, <laughs> yes. uh, with this big picture. But as for the uh, – 
the Nick Saban situation. You just uh, told us, Rod, that uh, 24-7 Sports reporting that they want to have a, a new coach in place within 72 hours. Yep. Ideally, uh, who is uh, your initial thought? That Who is that going to be? Uh, right now, Dan Lanning looks like he's the ideal fit. Um, for Dan Lanning, for folks who don't know, came from Georgia where he yep. was the defensive coordinator yep. under Kirby Smart. So he has SEC ties. ties. Yep. And um, his buyout, though. Is buyout's huge. His, a 20, Pete Thamel's reporting he has a $20 million buyout. Yeah, that's 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 I, that's a crazy buyout. It's not Jimbo Fisher's eighty million dollar buyout, yeah. but it is indeed a yeah, buyout. But you're right. I mean, Alabama shouldn't sneeze at that. That's the guy they want. Um, the sleeper, I think, might be Mike Norvell. Timeout. Uh-oh. Timeout. Big news. <laughs> hey, Ty, can you play the breaking news sounder? By the way, oh, good morning, Ty. You got more breaking news. You're not gonna believe it. According to a report on theAthletic.com, just now. Oh, I see it. Bill Belichick is out in New England. I see it. So the goats. Bill Belichick and the New wow. England Patriots expected to part ways today after a remarkable 24 seasons together. This according to Adam Schefter, ending an unmatched run in NFL history that includes six Super Bowl titles. League sources tell me and Mike Rice. All right. So the goats. Gah. The, the, <laughs> what a day. The NFL goat and the college football goat within who, who 24 hours. Who are good friends and parallel one another. Coach with one another. Coach with one another in the NFL. <laughs> Bill Belichick hired Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Unbelievable. Uh, that is, yeah, I mean, all right. That makes so, eight. That makes eight uh, coaching openings in the NFL. I think it's natural that they go get Mike Vrabel. I don't think it's – I think it's easy for the page. I think this is too – I think, feel, honestly, that's why I was like, after the Mike Vrabel news broke, I think <laughs> Robert Kraft went, what? Are you, are you kidding me? Are you, is he going to make it this easy? All right, you know what? Yeah, let's let's get him out of here. Let's let's get this coaching search started. Let's do some uh, Rooney Rule uh, candidates. Let's do that. Let's get it all this done. And then Vrabel, you're the guy. Kind of feels the same way with <laughs> Seattle and Dan Quinn because Dan <laughs> Quinn and Pete yeah. Carroll and that Legion of Boom defense. Yeah, and, know uh, each other well. Uh, because the other part about Seattle is they have a very young roster. Then you they do. They, Great. Yeah, young DBs. And a young coach like Dan Quinn think with about, energy like that. I mean, he's not young, D- but he I feels young. Yeah, we're talking about young DBs, eh? Yeah, I know. You have on Witherspoon. You got a – uh, what the uh, Taekwon? Uh, the 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 Willen, yeah. Tariq Willen. Tariq Willen. Sorry, Tariq Willen. Tariq Willen. Yeah, I mean they draft to the point of Russell Wilson's trade. They used all those draft picks and hit, uh, kind of like the Texans have done. So yeah, that's obviously another massive story to the conversation. Not super surprising. Wow. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll obviously follow it through the morning. So lock it in on here on hook it up, but hook them up. But uh, you know, is it the way it's written here from Adam Schefter? They're they're expected to part ways. Does that mean they're going to trade him? Does that mean he's stepping down? Does Bill Belichick still want to coach somewhere? Because there are you know eight vacancies now, uh, seven outside of New England. Hey, he didn't retire. He wants to coach. Yeah, so he that, didn't retire. He wants to. And coach. there's been talk of trading him, and they still own his rights. So, mm-hmm. uh, how does that play out? So there's still still meat on that bone. But man, what a conversation that we're having today. Uh, who will replace Nick Saban? Who will replace Pete Carroll? Who will replace uh, Bill Belichick? I mean, and this these is, are three of the greatest of all time. Yeah. I'm 51 years old, and um, arguably these are you know th- the three greatest coaches of my my lifetime. And three I, of the, the the top five. And I do wonder, since there has been crossover between with Saban and Carroll, I do wonder if you'll see those ripple effects from either side affect the other, affect college football, some of these big-time openings, affect it because there may be hirings uh, of assistant coaches from, hey, oh, Jim Harbaugh really just did it. <laughs> I mean, revamped his defense with NFL assistant coaches who became coordinators, right? Well, we know he college brother, football. To Jesse the... Minter is his defensive coordinator now. Came from the Ravens. Yeah. He had Mike McDonald there two years ago from the Ravens. I, you know, Nick's, uh, um, actually, I'll give credit to Sark. Sark's been looking in the NFL for guys. Yeah, Chris Jackson from the NFL. Yeah, you wonder what he does now. We'll go behind the burn orange curtain yeah. on this coming up of uh, how they, they find a replacement for Bo Davis, who is headed to LSU, back to his alma mater. That another bombshell of a local variety for sure. Uh, news story after news story, obviously, just dropping here. Uh, look, out, th- th- this, is, this, is, this is unprecedented, especially if, Nick, if uh, Jim Harbaugh does jump to the NFL and take one of these jobs. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is crazy uh, what's going on right now. Uh, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban so paralleled for so long. Uh, one dominating college football, one dominating the NFL with Tom Brady, and now both uh, really within 24 hours, um, inside 24 hours, um, you know, stepping aside or, or – divorcing from their current yeah, situation. It's unbelievable. It does feel like for Nick Saban, because there's already people reporting that Nick Saban's going to replace Lee Corso on college game day, Rod, and he'll go to TV. Oh, he'll make so much money. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he'll make, 
if he decides to go there, he's going to make so much money. Because Lee yeah. Corso is, is ready yes. to be done with that. He's, about he's done a great job as an ambassador for college football. But over Nick Saban in that role, oh, he'd be unbelievable. He's, yeah. he's got this uh, dry humor, too. He's very, very he's actually, funny. Yeah, he's, he's very funny. He's just, it's very dry. I, I like that. That's and actually obviously good. he like knows that. a little bit about football, so that would be a good guy to listen to. Wow. Uh, that's, that, this is the all ripple, happening again, fast. The butterfly effect. It's, it's going to affect everything. It is. Like, it really is. Because you're right about that. I mean, Bill Belichick, I think he wants to coach, man. I think, and I think somebody. I think Arthur Blank. Would, Atlanta's would, one that immediately jumps be out because Arthur Blank didn't fire Arthur Smith not to hire uh, to go right? big. To he, wants go a, big. he wants a name. He wants a name. He's he wants one, a splash. He, he yeah. wants somebody who's done it already. Well, and Arthur Blank's that kind. Of, I mean, you know, he's that kind of owner. His team hasn't really been good since Matt Ryan and the Super Bowl run. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Belichick would be huge there. Washington's got a new ownership group. That's another. They're one. looking to make a splash. Mm-hmm. So obviously, we'll follow these stories as they develop. We'll take your thoughts. The text line is always open to you five one two four four seven three seven seven six. Three of the greatest of all time have uh, uh, moved on here in the last twenty four hours. Pete Carroll. Nick Saban, Bill Belichick. We'll also talk about what the ripple effect is with Bo Davis and that move. Um, we thought Bo Davis was staying, but now, uh, according to the reports, LSU came back with a sweetened offer, but th- maybe this wasn't about money. It might be an opportunity for Bo Davis to coach his son uh, at LSU. We'll get you some details on that coming up uh, and what the Longhorns do to replace their uh, um, their, their meat and potatoes, their guy on the defensive front who's done such a great job developing the likes of more Ojimo and Keandre Coburn and Svandre Sweat and Byron Murphy. Uh, Rod will take us behind the BOC coming up. But obviously, it is a historic day. Historic day. I've been doing this a long time, Rod. <laughs> doing morning radio. I don't know. I mean, this is crazy. Yep. For all this, to, not just to happen, but to happen in one you know, 20-hour period. It's end of an era. Uh, it, it's it an end of an era. signals the end of an era. These are the greatest Decades, era. Our, Generations. Yeah, these are the greatest. And that's why they're around so long, right? They, they were staples. That's why Pete Carroll was around for, what, 14 years yeah. with this? But not just 14 years, 14 years with the Seahawks. But we still remember because he was with the well, USC but, for, what, eight Years or whatever he was. Well, remember, at USC? Pete Carroll was with New England before he was with the USC. Yeah. <laughs> he was before the coach. Bill, he was the coach before Bill Belichick. Yes, he? he was. Oh man, the ties. The, the ties that are. I mean, the connections between these three coaches is crazy. Because if I'm not mistaken, um, at one point I believe Nick Saban took over for Pete Carroll in a in a coaching position like a assistant coaching position at one point early in their careers. Like the, because they've been around so long, man, the connections between all three of these coaches is unbelievable. It's so ironic. And it's all happening in a uh, 12 to 24 hour period uh, at one time. We'll talk about it with you and keep your uh, head on a swivel as we can. Also behind the BOC coming, what the facts before the end of the hour, including the resumes of these uh, three all-time greats. As uh, Bill Belichick this morning, according to uh, Adam Schefter and now multiple reports, is uh, parting ways with the New England Patriots after 24 remarkable seasons. We're talking about it with you on Hook 'em Up with you. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook 'em Up, 101.9 AM 1260, The Horn. Yeah, hard to recall a more newsworthy day and morning in. Uh, Sports radio all over the nation and certainly here in Austin, Texas. I can't remember one. Uh, with all that's now come down, if you're just tuning in, you probably knew that Nick Saban uh, announced to his team that he's retiring uh, as uh, the Alabama head football coach at the age of 72 and 17 incredible years in Tuscaloosa. Also yesterday from the great Northwest, Pete Carroll announced that he has agreed to step aside as the head coach of the uh, Seattle Seahawks, opening that role. And now this morning, the reports that uh, Bill Belichick is uh, separating from the New England Patriots after 24 years. And as we were alluding to, the tentacles with three, three coaches, you know, Pete Carroll and um, Bill Belichick, excuse me, Pete Carroll and uh, Nick Saban are both 72 years old. Uh, Bill Belichick is 71 years old. Uh, Pete Carroll was the head coach of the New England Patriots and then was, was let go and they hired Bill Belichick. Yep to be the head coach of the New England Patriots. And then uh, Pete Carroll kind of bumped around a little bit and ended up at USC, a little school called USC, uh, where he was about the third or fourth choice of the Trojans that doing that coaching search and ended up leading the, uh, the Trojans to you know, two national championships and nearly a third before jumping to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, obviously, we know what these three coaches have done. As I said, and, and you know, I'm 51 years old. Since I've been covering sports closely and watching sports closely, these are, these are arguably the three best coaches of, of my, mm-hmm. uh, my, my lifetime. Yeah, Because um, um, you can go back into the 80s and the, the great coaches, Bill Walsh and Joe Gibbs and those kind of guys. But uh, for, for my formative life, since I've been able to follow it closely, uh, these are, are three of the best, certainly the, maybe the three best that have ever done it. And it's pretty incredible that they're all 
Um, done on the essentially the same day, Rod. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I found it. Um, yeah, Nick Saban actually, um, when he was in after an assistant being an assistant at West Virginia, was picked by Ohio State um, to be. But Earl Bruce picked him to become their defensive uh, back coach and their secondary coach. Um, Saban replaced Pete Carroll. <laughs> who left Ohio State. Well, they're all the uh, same age. That's the thing, right? So, that's <laughs> so not... they were all chasing the same dream yeah. at the same time. And, of course, you're passing on the cross, especially if you're, you're fast risers, right? And they were all fast risers. And Nick Saban and Belichick ended up, uh, you know, crossing paths and ended up working on the same staff. And, you know, Pete Carroll right after uh, Nick Saban came back to back. They both they were DB coaches, actually, too. It's kind of, all of them, actually. Yeah. Uh, they all come to the defensive backfield. They all come to the defensive backfield, actually. That's kind of where they started out. And uh, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn now maybe in line yeah. to get that Seattle job. He's a defensive back specialist hey man, I'll tell as well. You, well, you got to have high IQ. You got to have high IQ to be a DB. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you, you know, especially if you are a really good DB, there's a good chance you got high, high IQ. Like, can you teach it? That's a different discussion altogether. And obviously, uh, University of Texas has uh, strong ties with these coaches as well, with Pete Carroll and Steve Sarkeesian, who's now the head coach of Texas, and Texas beating USC in that national championship game, and Pete Carroll, uh, obviously Nick Saban beating Texas in 2009, or the 2010 Rose Bowl, which began their launch. And And then to to exercise the demon of your program descending after the 2009 national title, and then that's starting the Bama dynasty, you beat beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa this year. The year he's stepping stepping down. I feel like you exercised the demon, right? It feels like that was it. That was the curse. Like you had to beat Alabama, but you had to do it in Tuscaloosa. If you did that, it seemed like, all right, now the the, the curse is lifted. Yeah. And who knows? (laughs) I mean, and both teams, Texas and Alabama, were a play away from playing one another in a national championship game. Again. (laughs) At the end of the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. And you needed Sark, a guy who was on the staff with Nick Saban, to help you do it. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Oh, man, you you couldn't write it, honestly. It is amazing. It It is amazing. That's what we love about (laughs) sports. And now, obviously, you know, each one of these men should get their – they should have their own – week of conversation about how great they were as coaches and leaders. That sucks that they don't but get it. It's all happening at the same time. <laughs> yeah. uh, again, the immediate in this day and age of uh, immediate uh, uh, you know, flip of attention spans, right. and we're going to be focused on who's going to replace them. <laughs> you know, who's going to replace them? Uh, that's the immediate conversation or, about like these, said, are, these are three titans of the industry. No, or like you brought up earlier, it was a very astute point. You start thinking about what could have been. With P.K. He's like, P.K. was great, but you think about what it could have been. Well, yeah. What, I mean, what, you know what I mean? Well, I, <laughs> greatest leg. That could was be my dope. immediate thought, and I hate that. that when you think <laughs> <laughs> when I think of Pete Carroll, I think of the play against Texas that could have sealed the deal, and the play with Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, like why is that in my head? Yeah, that shouldn't be in there. But but if he if he gets a two yard a yard and a half in both occasions, he's the greatest coach of all he's time. The greatest coach in football, period. Like yeah. we, we put him on a different he, pedestal. All and for folks who don't realize, he would have won three in a row in college, and then two in a row in the NFL within about a ten year period. Come on. Like that, 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 there would have been no resume like that in football ever. I mean, and the resume with two in a row and then one is pretty damn good. But that would have been all time. That yeah, would have been all time. Yeah. So he could have been the GOAT. That's why he's in the GOAT conversation. And here Belichick's they are all. Belichick's the GOAT of the NFL, saving the GOAT of college. Yep. And like you said, Pete Carroll could have been the GOAT of all. Yeah. Like of all, of all football the coaches. Crossover. Yeah, <laughs> the crossover GOAT. Yeah, because yeah, Jimmy Johnson's pretty close to that, right? But yes, he didn't he coach as long as these guys. Yeah. And Pete um, Carroll's right there. I mean, yeah. yeah, Pete. I mean, and, 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 and both. Think about Nick Saban and Pete Carroll to me. They're both 72, but they look 62. And look they at, look like they keep, just keep on rolling. Look at Matt Brown. I know. Hey, Mac Brown look a lot older. Mac Brown's they're, 72. They're all the same age. They're all the same age. <laughs> Mac ain't won as many titles. When you win them titles, it refreshes you. It, it makes you younger. <laughs> You're like, oh. When you don't, it stresses you out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mac, you. Mac's come really close at night, and you just, you just keep on getting older and older. There's a Benjamin Button effect to winning a title. Well, and, and, <laughs> and back to real quick before we go behind the burn orange curtain and talk some Bo Davis for folks, and we can certainly take your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. 447-3776 on the, uh, the impact of these three uh, titans of coaching. Uh, and then what's next? I'd also say, you know, on, on a real human relation and situation, the, the tie between Sark and Nick Saban, you know, Sark credits Nick Saban for saving his life. Yes, um, like, like having he's not here without Pete, uh, Nick Saban. And we've heard that story, but it was reiterated again ahead of the semifinal games when uh, Sark talked about, you know, so, so Nick Saban lost his father at a young age to a heart attack. Uh, and so wherever he's coached, he's had a requirement. Physical fitness is a big deal for him in health generally. And so every coach on his staff has to go through a rigorous physical every year. And Sark, when he became a coach there, had to go through the same rigorous physical. And that's where they discovered uh, the widow maker in his heart. And, uh, you know, with, with he and his wife have now confirmed that, that without that procedure, um, he, he would have 
dropped dead. He would have dropped dead. It would have been who, who knows what time. It was a time bomb that would have ended his life before he's 50 years old. And uh, that was discovered because of Nick Saban forcing his coaches to go through this rigorous physical. And that, I mean, that's, a, that's a basic human nature that I'm not yeah. here without you. I mean, I, I'm gone without – because I wouldn't have done that on my own. Well, that's a debt I owe you that I, would, I, I can never There's really no way to pay. Repay that. But, but just so you know, hey, I got your back. I might, I might drive the white Bronco for you if you need it. Man, you saved my life. He saved his, uh, his coaching life yeah, his by, coaching. by giving him a lifeline it's when like, no one would even Nick, give him an interview. But Nick Saban has done that for a lot of people. Nick Saban coaching car wash. All right? Done yeah. that for a lot of guys. But you're right. The life is like that's a debt. That's a different that's level. a different level of debt. To where, and, and give it to Nick Saban as the person that he is that because he experienced that losing his father early that he – he, he forced that. Yeah, he's like, you want to hey, work for me, you're doing this. Yeah, because you know so many men refuse to go do to the doctor. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that. uh, to That's your, a paying it forward of all time. To your point. And who knows how many people discover, how coaches that coach for him point. discover I, things. Yeah, it's a great point, you know, especially how long he's coached. Oh <laughs> and how many gosh. coaches have come through there. And yeah. then, by the way, they have decided, hey, that's a good idea. When I become a head coach, that's right. I'm doing that too. And how many lives you say, no, I told you, that's a great point. Uh, to, to, that, uh, uh, to add to that, it says here from 247 Sports, that report that I mentioned earlier that Nick Saban was that Alabama wants to get this thing done in the next 72 hours. It also mentioned uh, reference that Nick Saban references age and health concerns okay. when he spoke to the team about his retirement. So that adding to what you're saying, maybe he is thinking, man, I'm getting a little well, I'm stressed out all the time. I, I, need to, I need to tone it down a little bit. I've probably taken some years off my life already. Maybe me and Miss Terry can kick it. Reportedly, he's, he's got a $19 million home. Oh, they have a lake house yeah, that's in, phenomenal. Like Jupiter, Florida or something yeah, he's, like that. he's got all those car dealerships yeah, now. Yeah, so when you, you know, you got He's set up to run, and maybe, yeah. as we've said, talk, maybe he replaces Lee Corso on college game day. There's, There's been talk of that. And Reese Davis on college game day has said, hey, coach, the seat's always open for you to come back and join us. Um, I mean, and, it's a goat. Well, listen, I, okay, I, other than that, I would suggest, this is the only thing I'd suggest other than that, because I like that idea. I would love to see Nick Saban up there doing, you know, analyst work. I want to see him as the commissioner of college football. I, 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 somebody, they should start promoting it right now. And honestly, I don't know how quickly it could happen because maybe a lot of things need to uh, take place before you can appoint a commissioner of college football. But he's been complaining about it for a long time. Nobody knows more about the state of college football than Dick Saban. Honestly, he'd be a great, even if it's just an honorary title as the first commissioner of college football. <laughs> he should, he, honestly, they should start pushing for it. You know, it's, it's, He'd be great at it. Be like George Washington, right? A great, yes. general, great general <laughs> yeah. taking control when it needs. That's a great. When, when, the, exactly when the country is forming, right? Yeah, that's a great. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. need leadership in like that. In its infancy. In its infancy. In its infancy. Because we're like, in a new new yeah. era of college football that is no longer college oh, football. Man. Uh, all right, let, that's a great point, Rod. Let's go behind the burnt orange curtain, get some folks some thoughts on what went on in Austin yesterday with the Bo Davis conversation, and if uh, Rod thinks Sark will be a candidate at Alabama. And they were all asking themselves the hey, same Ty, question. I sent you. What? is behind that curtain. Okay, let's talk about Bo Davis because we haven't brought it up once. <laughs> That's a huge story, but it's like the fifth, you know, fifth top story today uh, for even for Longhorn fans because if you're a Longhorn fan, that means you're a sports fan and uh, some of the, the GOATs of all time uh, retiring or being uh, relieved of their duty or parting ways with their team, uh, that's just huge news. So Bo Davis, also big news, um, he is headed back to LSU. We talked about this. Um, and LSU reportedly came back with a huge offer. Uh, there was some money whipping going on here. <laughs> and reportedly the offer that they're you know, paying him or uh, reportedly will pay him between $1.3 and $1.5 million. A lot of Longhorn fans thinking, hey, can't Texas uh, pay that? They probably could. Um, and I'm sure Texas, I mean, he was already one of the highest paid uh, assistant coaches in the country. And I'm sure Coach, they could have gotten upped. But I think PK makes like one point seven. Or something like that, and he can't have him making as much as you're a defensive coordinator. I mean, you already and now you can make him a co DC, um, and then you can up his pay. But you just hired a co DC in Johnny Nansen, and that's why you justify him making what he's making to make him a co DC. And that's why coaches they get the um, on assistant head coach title. You can up their pay. So I'm sure Texas could have done it. Here is my here's my theory that Sark hadn't. These coaches they man they they talk a lot behind the scenes. They know a lot about what's going on behind the scenes, even though they don't necessarily, you know, reveal that to the media or even to their team and to the fans. It's possible that Sark knew something like this was on the horizon. 
and that there's going to be some huge shifts happening, major shifts, whether it be Jim Harbaugh going to the NFL or whether he knew that Nick Saban. I mean, that's a good chance that somebody reached out <laughs> to get to, to kind of get the temperature on where Sark was uh, because he's one of the prime candidates to take over the, the head coaching job at Alabama. I don't think he will. I don't think that's anything to worry about. As a matter of fact, we'll play some sound uh, here of Joe Klatt talking about that here in just a second. Um, but there are going to be uh, some really good defensive line coaches. As a matter of fact, the one at Alabama, their defensive line coach, will now be available. Yeah. Now, I know he's available, but I'm sure now he would be more open to leaving now that Nick Saban's out there than he, than he would have been before. Right? And if you know, there are some shockwaves or butterfly effect of Jim Harbaugh leaving or you know, who's going to take over for Jim Harbaugh, you can go look at all the defensive line coaches that are going to be at these other programs. So I think even with Bo Davis leaving, um, I don't necessarily think it's as, it's as dire because Sark is, is great at hiring coaches, and there are other good D-line coaches out there. I think Ed Orgeron's a D, good D-line coach. I don't know what Ed Orgeron's doing. I have no idea. Uh, um, so but he's out there. Uh, Freddie Roach is the D-line coach at Alabama right now. Uh, that'd be somebody I'm sure that they would be interested in, considering now uh, Nick Saban's leaving. Um, oh, honestly, Frank Olkan. Uh, the lifetime Longhorn would be another prime candidate. He's a D-line coach. Uh, Rod Wright is another uh, D-line coach, lifetime Longhorn, who's also gotten to the coaching ranks. So there are some candidates, whether you want to go with someone with Texas ties. Uh, like I said, Frank Ocam and, and Rod Wright could be those guys with Texas ties. Right now, I believe uh, Rod Wright is uh, a coach with the Texans. As a matter of fact, he just started with the Texans last year. Um, so he's a got, guy got NFL ties, he's a D-line coach. Um, like you can go that route, uh, or you can go with a seasoned veteran. Like I said, Ed Orgeron's a hell of a recruiter. He's known as an ace recruiter and a hell of a coach. Um, I believe my man Bobby Burton said that there is a penalty, though, based on his contract at LSU, that if he's hired within the SEC, that uh, there's some type of uh, clause. Uh, it's a buyout type thing where you'd have to pay extra money just because he'd be playing or coaching in the SEC. Um, technically, Texas is not in the SEC right now, though. Technically. They are not in the SEC not until, until July 1st of this year. Boom. So if you're looking for a loophole <laughs> and you want to hire a guy like Ed Orgeron, that would be a nice loophole. Um, but uh, he's a good coach and a good recruiter. Uh, Frank Ocam, I mentioned, lifetime Longhorn. He's with Toledo right now, I believe. Uh, Toledo, so he's coaching in college. Uh, but that's a guy. Oscar Giles, who's coached at Texas already. Who's been here in Texas already? And He's in Wyoming now, right? Uh, yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah because, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we uh, Texas played against uh, Oscar Giles. Oscar Giles' resume. I mean, it's a it's a great resume. We've seen. Matter of fact, most of these guys here at Texas, a lot of these guys here were recruited by Oscar Giles, weren't they? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, go back with Tom Herman. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. These guys, several, honestly, several now, he was a part of that. Yeah, now developed obviously by Bo Davis, but you know, a lot of these guys were recruited by Oscar. Oscar Giles is a hell of a recruiter. Um, he's got a great eye for talent. And, you know, I mean, you go look at it, the resume of Oscar Giles, just in terms of the guys he developed on the 40 acres. Um, hell, Alex Okafor was in that group. If I was talking to Alex Okafor earlier this week, the third Longhorn uh, podcast, you know, you know, Brian Arakpo and uh, Sergio Kendo and, you know, Sam Macho, Tim Crowder. I mean, Puna Four. He's got, he's got a, I mean, he had multiple stops here in Texas. This would, this would probably be his third. If he can if if you had Oscar Giles, I believe it would be. I got to go back and look at his resume. But Oscar Giles is another. So there are other candidates. Bo Davis is one of the best coaches, uh, assistant coaches, and D line coaches in college football. But um, he's not the only good D line coach. No, there he's are some not. other good candidates out there. There are. I, rec I recognize it's a loss, but you shouldn't be devastated by it. Sark has good. Sark has hired, made good hires so far here at Texas. Yeah, you can find a good D line coach. And look, he, as you said, when this conversation first arose coming out of uh, the Sugar Bowl. Um, you know, this, this is home for him. And there was also a report that, uh, you know, his son plays college. He plays defensive line at Southeast Louisiana. Yep. And then there's maybe an, an assurance from Brian Kelly that he's going to, you know, bring him in and get him into school and let uh, Bo Davis coach his son at LSU. So that's conversation between that's a family thing tied to this as well at his alma mater, which would be big. I would also say to this, Rod, before we get a quick timeout, and I know we'll hear that Joel Klatt sound coming up, also have some further clarification on the Bill Belichick news of this morning, which we'll tell you about coming up in What the Facts. Um, you know, Bo Davis making this move should give LSU fans assurances that Brian Kelly's not leaving, even if Jim Harbaugh jumps to the NFL. I mean, you know Bo Davis asked that question. You know. Yeah, because I don't think he'd want to leave the, the – 
You know, I say or would he? Yeah, I think he if he really wants to coach his son, I think his concern would be, can I get my son in school? Yeah, but if Brian Kelly was even thinking about taking the Michigan job if Jim Harbaugh jumps, I don't think Bo Davis leaves. Yeah, I say then it, you're then you're in flux. Who's gonna who's LSU going to hire? I mean, now you're now if if, if LSU if Brian Kelly leaves and you're in, make, fighting with Alabama and maybe, so you saying he you saying Bo Davis wouldn't follow him to Michigan? Well, but I don't think that, you can get his son into Michigan. As I said, I don't. <laughs> how, how important is that? Is getting is, is a, how important is it, Coach? Because well, the report really I read said that no, they could get his son into, Chip, into Texas. Chip, Chip Brown and uh, Kirk Bowles both reported that, and I agree with you. They probably couldn't get his son to Texas, and he can get him into LSU. That makes perfect sense. Um, but I don't know. It's a great. I, I, I would. I, I'm with you. I think that should it should give you confidence that that Brian Kelly's going to stay. But I don't have confidence in anything right now. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> all right, quick timeout. The world's been shaking up. The world is, is shaking this morning with all this uh, bombshell news. And we'll get you more on the Nick Saban, uh, obviously, conversation. Who's next? Don't forget, Bo Tuscaloosa. Davis did coach the Lions. So he's coached in Michigan before. Yeah, but look, if you couldn't get right. Bo Davis' son into Texas academically, you're not getting him into Michigan. <laughs> no, I guess I don't. Yeah, that's a great point. I agree. Uh, that's yeah, yeah. You know, LSU within the state, uh, southeast Louisiana, that kind of stuff. There's, there's stuff, but Different I don't rules know. rules should apply. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, but who knows? I, that's just my opinion, that if, if Bo Davis is going there, it would tell me that <laughs> LSU's Brian Kelly's not going to leave. But as you said, nothing will surprise you today. We'll come back. We'll hit the what the facts. We'll also uh, reset the top stories, which are plentiful. Also, uh, some Longhorn basketball. But, man, it's all about coaches' conversation. This is a bombshell day on Hook 'em Up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook 'em Up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Breaking news uh, is blowing up. Our text line is blowing up, as you might imagine. We'll get to as many as we can. But, uh, Rod, so real quick in uh, What the Facts, on the heels of Nick Saban's Bombshell decision, an announcement yesterday to his team that he's retiring, and then Pete Carroll stepping aside in Seattle, and the obvious conversations about uh, Cowboys defense coordinator Dan Quinn. Is he the likely successor there? Uh, now comes word this morning from Adam Schefter uh, and ESPN and Mike Race of ESPN that Bill Belichick uh, has made his decision, and Robert Kraft, the owner, has agreed to it. Uh, the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick are parting ways after 24 seasons together and six Super Bowl titles. Uh, here is the uh, the, at the just the facts point, Rod, that we were talking about earlier. According to this story from Bill, from Adam Schefter, Belichick, who has one year remaining on his contract, will be allowed to leave the team without the Patriots seeking compensation. He will want to continue coaching and is expected to draw interest from at least some of the other seven teams that have had coaching vacancies. I'm not shocked by that at all. I mean, he, 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 everything points to him wanting to coach and wanting to pursue the record, the all-time wins record. Everything. And so this thing, interesting that Robert Kraft would let that go. We talked about possible trades, which leads to your immediate uh, thought yesterday that uh, Mike Vrabel, mm-hmm. who was let go at Tennessee, makes too much sense. It's a natural fit. With Robert Kraft's uh, knowledge yeah. of him, his knowledge of the program, and, and what goes on in New England. Yeah. And now he's available. And then, you know, with, with the Belichick thing, you know, if he's been let out without, you know, no one's got to trade for him. No trade for him. So it makes it easier for a team. He's doing Belichick a favor. Robert Kraft. Yes, yeah. he's hooking well, him Well, 25 okay, years, man. six championships. Thank, thank you, brother. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, let's Go. let's do this amicably. Yeah. We don't need to get into it. A... And I got my guy already. Ray was available. He's, a, he's in a good mood. He's like, hey, man. Go ahead, Belichick. No penalty, brother. Hey, pursue your dreams. It's okay. It's or, fine. Or let's throw Jim Harbaugh on that pile. I don't know. <laughs> it could be. But you know what? Even better. Hey, I'll, I'll ask Jim if Jim being difficult. All right, Jim, you know what? Fine. Hey, Vrabel, come on in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he knows Vrabel, I think, probably is looking at New England, too. They're probably both looking at each other and thinking, hey, are we going to make this happen? Are we going to do this thing? Yeah, it's crazy. Are we going to do it? Well, so that, that'll be the next bombshell. Who replaces Nick Saban and who, who, replaces, wants, who, who replaces, wants the challenge? Who replaces the goats? Yeah. Who wants that? I mean, Who wants Ray, to replace the goat? Mike Vrabel's got big cojones, but, right? uh, you know, it's always been taught to me. You don't want to replace the goat. You want to replace the goat person to replace the goat. Yeah, you don't want to. Because yeah, he's going to underachieve or that person's going to underachieve. Yeah, you don't you want, then want to come in after that person. Yeah, you don't want to be Charlie Strong replacing <laughs> Mac Brown. You know, you ideally want to be Tom Herman or Sark yeah. later on down the line. Down the line. <laughs> but uh, yeah. we will see because uh, where does Bill Belichick land? Atlanta becomes an immediate thought for me because like of uh, Arthur Blank and yeah. – you know, the, the Falcons have not been a very good team since Matt Ryan's, you know, downfall. But uh, Arthur Blank's a pretty powerful owner yes, he is. within the, the NFL circles. Uh, got a lot of money. And uh, they got a lot of talent in Atlanta. It's and that's a, that's a good team. 
um, that, that obviously needs needs leadership um, that Arthur Smith maybe wasn't bringing with with Bijan Robinson. So we'll yeah. watch that. So you tell me, so so you tell me the goats are being fired, let go, whatever, you know, parting ways, and guys like Matt Eberflus are keeping their jobs. <laughs> Chicago looks like a fool right now. <laughs> they look ridiculous. They look ridiculous, don't they? Oh man, at least they're gonna draft a quarterback. It looks like they're gonna draft a quarterback, which is also. It, anyway, it, it, they're just repeating the same cycle over and over again. They did this with John Fox and what, Mr. Trubisky, and then they fired John Fox after the first year. He was a dead man walking. And then they did it again with, what was it, Matt Nagy? Yeah. Did it with Matt Nagy and, was it, who's that? Oh, Justin Fields. Justin right? Fields. After Justin Fields' first year, they fired Matt Nagy and they hired Eberflus. Yeah, they're the And best. now they're going to let Eberflus draft Caleb Williams and they're going to fire him after the first year. They're like, you're just repeating history. You should study it. Because otherwise you're doomed to repeat it over and over again. That's a fact. Like, what are you doing? Fact. That's a fact. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Uh, and, that's, and they're the Bears. The Bears still suck. You know what I mean? Our, our Bears polka <laughs> will be uh, forever needed. It is know. attractive, though. Think about it. They will be able to attract a really bright offensive mind. Because if, if you want to coach Caleb Williams, you got your opportunity. Yeah, you do. And that's, well, and that's a fast track to being a head coach. Well, we'll see. If he, they, if well, look, I mean, if you're in Chicago and all of a sudden Bill Belichick's available and he's got, he got no ties. Um, he's out there. Vrabel's available. You could revisit the Eberflus decision and let uh, Bill Belichick know that you've got the first and the tenth pick of the draft and, um, you know, come, come take your quarterback. So uh, we'll see. Washington, That's interesting. Washington has the second pick. Oh. New England has the third pick. That's interesting. Man. Commanders have a new owner. That'd be a move right there. If Chicago's like, yeah, no, actually, we didn't know Belichick was going to be available. We'll take him. <laughs> yeah, but Bel- Bel- Belichick's not going just anywhere. If you remember – when he spurned the Jets, remember he accepted the Jets job and yes, then turned he did. it down. Yeah, he's like, oh, actually, it's a better gig. Psych. <laughs> and then Josh McDaniels did it, right? Did he do the same thing? Yeah, he did. To the Colts. <laughs> to the Colts. Oh, man. 100%. That's great stuff. All right, folks, this is uh, one of those days. We're one hour in. Uh, four more will not be enough to uh, discuss all of this. No. It's happening fast. Nick Saban is out. Who's next? Bo Davis is leaving Texas. Who's next? Bill Belichick is leaving New England. Pete Carroll is leaving Seattle. Uh, man, unbelievable. And as I said, uh, 72-year-old Nick Saban, 72-year-old Pete Carroll, 71-year-old Bill Belichick, probably the three greatest coaches uh, in football of my adult life. Yeah. Of yeah. my adult life. I'm with, I'm with you. I mean, they're the goats. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I can't think of who's better. than them. I mean, there, there's no, no doubt with, with Saban and – but they're the uh, goats. Yeah. One, one's a goat in college. One's the goat in the NFL. And then Pete Carroll is the goat crossover. Yeah, he's the one of the crossover <laughs> goats. I'm, say, I, I'm with you. I, I'm like, I can't think of coaches that have been better. Honestly, yeah, it's hard. All right, we'll talk about it with you. Uh, you're you're obviously probably uh, thinking the same thing. What in the world is going on? And what's going to happen next? End of an era, man. End of an era. Emotional. Uh, we'll talk. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It does feel emotional. We'll reset right? those headlines. <laughs> we'll have Rod with a rant next hour. We'll talk with you about it. It took him up with Ian Rodby.